Hello and welcome to the Do One Better podcast in philanthropy, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Alberto Ligi from London. Please subscribe to the show. Please share widely with others. It makes a really big difference indeed. Today, we're talking about sustainable business in one of the world's largest telecoms outfits out there. So Vodafone, and we have Dorothee Derde, who is the head of sustainable business at Vodafone across the whole world, if you can believe that. Dorothee, welcome onto the Do One Better podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Alberto. It's very nice to be here again. And it is indeed a repeat visit because you were, you were with us. Uh, you're one of our first guests when you just finished being the head of uh, sustainability at McKinsey and Company. And now you're with Vodafone. So you're going from small brand to small brand. Indeed. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, look, thank you for, for joining us today. And um, I guess we could kick off with finding out a little bit about Vodafone. For I imagine most people have heard of Vodafone, but some of you out there maybe haven't. For those of you who have and those of you who haven't, let's, uh, let's get your take on what Vodafone is all about. So uh, Vodafone Group is one of the world's leading telecoms and uh, technology service providers. Um, we have extensive experience in connectivity, uh, convergence, Internet of Things, and we also have um, a lot of experience around mobile financial services and, and digital transformation in emerging markets. Um, we've got mobile operations in 24 countries and partner with mobile networks in another uh, big group of, of countries. So a very, very wide uh, geographical reach and mainly operations in Europe and in Africa, which is which is one of the reasons why it was appealing for me to join that geographical reach and footprint. Yeah. And why did you um, what tempted you about Vodafone? Many things. So at first, I, I, I didn't necessarily uh, have a lot of insights into the sector. But then when I started to understand it a bit better, it is such crucial societal infrastructure. Um, so the role of the sector in society is absolutely uh, crucial. And then specifically Vodafone, as I mentioned, the geographical reach, but then also the nature of the products and services that we offer and connectivity uh, is absolutely phenomenal. And if you want to have half a chance of, of delivering the sustainable development goals, you really need to think around uh, uh, digitization to enable the speed and the scale that you need to um, help deliver the sustainable development goals. So in between the products and services, the geographical footprint, um, the, the reach of the company, we have over 20 billion supply chain spend every year. We work with thousands of companies through our um, uh, corporate uh, consumer offer, etc. So uh, it's just such an amazing platform uh, to be leading this agenda in. And so where do you start? Where do you start thinking about what you could do to improve the world? How do you, um, where do you start? Yes, well, let's start at the beginning, I guess. So I was very lucky to join at a moment that Vodafone had just externally articulated its purpose as connecting for a better future. And that doesn't mean there wasn't purpose before, but the articulation really elevated the agenda to CEO and exco level. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's getting embedded throughout the company. So it was nice to join at a moment that was really at the beginning of that purpose journey in terms of really uh, rolling it out across the company. 
company and also to see um, Nick Reed, our CEO's uh, authenticity and, 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 and kind of values driven approach to all this. Um, so purpose is really where we start from. Uh, so connecting for a better future. And this is really about uh, building a, an, a digital society that leaves no one behind mm-hmm. and protects the planet. Yeah, and so the way our um, our purpose agenda is structured is with uh, in three pillars that are each headed by an exco member. So around digital society, inclusion, and then planet. Um, okay. And so you know that's that was the kind of the structure that I um, stepped into, and it is a really great um, structure uh, and 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 a broad agenda that encompasses some of the uh, the the socioeconomic challenges that we've now seen uh, exacerbated even more during the COVID crisis. Mm. And for the sustainable development goals, which there are seventeen. Uh, I imagine digital society maybe is more pertinent to some of those goals. Within the digital society, what is it that you're looking at on the digital society? What does that look like? What What is it, a digital society? Yes. So first of all, I, those those pillars of purpose, they are, it's structured in pillars, but they're very much interlinked, right? So digitizing society and harnessing the power of connectivity, uh, whether it's, you know, Internet of Things, uh, whether it's connecting people, etc. It, it's such a powerful force to enable the delivery across uh, very many of the SDGs. And there was a study, I think it was a few years ago, mm-hmm. that showed um, that um, I think it was close to 85% of existing Internet of Things deployments can actually help address the SDGs. So when we think of the SDGs, we don't think about the specific numbers, um, although obviously the, the applications will address specific SDGs, but it's really about how can we enable the speed and scale across delivering all of them and at the heart very much obviously is also the um, uh, the one about uh, working um, with industry and innovation I don't remember what the number is mm. um, 17 I, I believe um, it's the partnership for for, um, for exactly. the goals yeah that's 17. Yeah, that's because I think that's what it's all about right and this is again something that the crisis has brought out even more the only way in which we are going to deliver on this uh, agenda and and we've just started the decade of delivery so it's time for delivery rather than talk is is to work together in partnership um and again the crisis is showing this as well it's also really shifted how we interact with the world like starting from okay what are the what are the challenges that we see what does the world need what are the the socioeconomic um needs that have been exacerbated and what can we as a company with our leverage with our reach with our products and services and with our leadership how can we help in the biggest possible way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what is that what do you what do you think uh, are the sort of things that you can leverage to help mm-hmm. in the biggest positive way uh, lots of things so obviously we talk a lot around um uh, societal resilience okay which comes from uh, which is built on uh, resilience of the infrastructure uh, that we need to get people connected let's not forget that lots of people are uh, not connected yet so that's sure. uh, a big uh, challenge um, and then even the people who are connected they're not necessarily uh, being offered the, the relevant services that they need to really get engaged with connectivity mm-hmm. um, so uh, infrastructure we have a, a big role to play around the resilience of, of governments um, you know moving uh, towards e-health um, e-education 
uh, etc. These crucial services uh, is is absolutely crucial if if we want those institutions to be resilient for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a huge role to play in digitizing business. And if you think, for example, you know SMEs, the lifeblood of the economy, are are is the group of companies that has been. Uh, um, has suffered most as a result of the crisis, which I think up to half of them being uh, in 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 uh, in quite a dire situation, and then and then people, right? So, uh, um, which is all about creating and building an inclusive society, ensuring that people have access uh, to connectivity, that they have the skills, um, digital literacy, um, uh, to to use it, that they have the services that that they need. Um, so making it relevant to people. So I think, you know, that there is no limit to the role we and our sector can play across sectors mm. um, to enable the, you know, to build back better. And if you look at um, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, when she talks about the recovery package, etc., she often refers to um, three elements, which is resilience, digital and green and so across all of those we really have an amazing contribution to make and also you know a a support role to play for europe to start playing a leadership role in the world around these uh these issues which would be uh, amazing to see absolutely you know one of the main things about our podcast is sustainability so we're about philanthropy sustainability and social entrepreneurship you have been incredibly fortunate to be running sustainability at McKinsey and Company, you were there for about ten years. Now you're you're doing you're heading up sustainable business for Vodafone. There are many people who are listening to this show who are in this field, who are actively involved in improving the sustainability uh, state of affairs for a corporate, or who are in this career and would like to progress further. Uh, tell me a little bit about your approach when you're looking at a corporate like Vodafone or like McKinsey. Or like some of the clients you've handled, if you if you have a dashboard in front of you, which I imagine you do, what are the key metrics that you'd have in that dashboard that give you your bearings and whether you're on the right track and what sort of red flags are out there and what sort of opportunities are out there? That is a very good and complex question that I can take in so many directions. I think for me, it really starts from the role of business in society. And so um, whichever organization you go to it is really about, uh, you know, establishing what, what is the purpose in relation to society and how the organization can contribute to society. So looking at what are the challenges that society is facing and what starting from the, the nature and the kind of uniqueness of the company that you're at, how can you best contribute in a way that has most impact and that resonates uh, most with people. And so if you if you go by that kind of, you know, values driven, purpose driven orientation, in a way, you can't go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And if you then from there start to implement that across a company and not just do the the CSR exercise as such, but really start from you know the 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 um, the fabrics of how the company is made up and the DNA of it, and then also 
uh, embedded into the services that you are delivering that I think is is where the power and the magic comes from mm-hmm. and so so in 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 terms of um uh, so you know with McKinsey that would have been about how we advise clients um the research that um that we could bring to bear etc um and the kind of the the global thinking power that a McKinsey can bring uh, at Vodafone, it's about okay, how can we leverage the the, the connectivity offer that we have to ensure uh, we build a, a society where no one is left behind, where everyone can seize the opportunities of joining in in a digital society and 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 grow. Um, and how can we also leverage that to decarbonize society? Because there's a huge enablement potential, as we call it, um, mm-hmm. from from digital connectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the fact that um, by by helping through our services, we can help others save emissions and save energy and save natural resources, and that that enablement effect or potential for me is really the big prize mm-hmm. um, within the kind of environmental pillar, and and is you know a, a multiple of the size of our own environmental footprint, and that that is I think where where the magic. Um, happens of how we can help society decarbonize across sectors, across uh, across uh, different um, areas of society. Is it difficult to track that from your perspective, from where you stand? Um, is it difficult to track? Uh, yes, but <laughs> luckily we got some uh, good help in doing so. So um, uh, we've been working with the Carbon Trust to mm-hmm. help us identify the uh, extent of our enablement uh, potential as such. So this is about looking for us. It's mainly through our um, Internet of Things offer, um, as I mentioned. So, you know, that's things like smart meters, smart logistics, um, uh, kind of uh, digital farming, etc., um, and so Carbon Trust has helped us look at the uh, potential for savings for our customers from those offers and then uh, has done all the modeling um, uh, around the, the, the potential savings. And then we multiply that by the number of uh, connectivity um, solutions that we offer, et cetera. And then you get to a number. Um, and so for last year, we helped uh, our, our customers save um four times the uh, the amount of carbon that we emitted through our own operations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't end there, right? So for now, I think a number of IoT connections stands at about 100 million for us at Vodafone. We're a leader in IoT. Um, but globally, that amount of that number of connections is is you know, is, uh, set to boom to billions. So so the potential is is enormous, and this is everything from you know, so we, for example in Sevilla we're helping with a smart city platform, which is basically using sensors and connectivity to enable the city to manage traffic to. Um, identify when uh, lights have uh, uh, gone off, et cetera, et cetera. So to manage uh, a, a city in a way that uses the resources in a much better way. Um, or, or with agriculture, um, we have a, a, an offer with Mezzanine called um, My Farm Web, which is basically helping, giving farmers the power to, to measure and record data on the state of the soil, on pest presence, etc. So through probes and tracking devices and micro weather stations. And then 
it, from there, you can get to a much higher yield from the available land. Uh, you can keep the environment under under control as such. You can kind of only use the water you need, uh, etc. So it's it's about driving that efficiency um, of how resources are used, how energy is used, and therefore how we uh, how you, how you can save carbon. Excellent. Now it's such a multifaceted organization, and you're doing so many different things. How do you embed that sustainability mindset within all of these different management structures, mm -hmm. field offices, areas of innovation? How do you do that? Yes, well, that is um, uh, that is the journey that we are on, and I think we've come a long way. So uh, obviously, it, it helps that this is a CEO-led agenda and an exco-led agenda. So every single um, operating company, every single um, function within Vodafone has a, a a kind of a purpose strategy. So the the tailored to their function uh, articulation of what our purpose entails. So for example, we've been working with the Vodafone procurement company to see, okay, from a procurement point of view and from a, a supply chain point of view, how do we bring purpose in how we operate? We work um, with brand and commercial who are also very, very, very engaged in purpose on how, how do you embed the purpose thinking when you think of uh, when you think up new um, new propositions, new consumer propositions, etc. Um, we work with um, Vodafone Business, which uh, um, has the relationships with all of our corporate uh, consumers on uh, how do we bring offers that have purpose at the heart of it, etc., um, etc. Et and then we're also um, doing a lot of work around embedding things into the DNA of our organization. So in terms of... Um, uh, the uh, incent long-term incentives um, for senior leadership, etc. So there's a there are purpose elements embedded in all of those um, all of those factors. Amazing. Is there any pushback? Do people say, "Look, get off my back. I, I need to do my business. Don't 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 ask me for all of these KPIs having to do with <laughs> sustainability." Um. I haven't seen it yet, and maybe they wouldn't do it with me. Obviously, it's you know there is always some tension as there as there would be, but that that is what leads to the right discussions and the right debates, right? So, but I think I think generally over the past um, few years there has been a, a mindset shift uh, in so many um, business leaders and across across the companies, right? Because I think uh, probably lots of uh, Many CEOs had kind of acknowledged that, yes, there is a different role of business in society. Many uh, young people and young talent in organizations had been asking for it. But what has happened is that we've also got investors um, asking uh, and, and, and measuring ESG, so environmental, social and governments, governance um, elements. Um, we've got, uh, uh, obviously, staff, we've got consumers paying more attention. And I think, again, in the COVID crisis, uh, it has shown that the companies, you know, there's lots of research now that's saying that the consumers which have lost trust in companies as a result of their reactions to the COVID crisis, especially in how they were treating their staff, will not regain that trust. So mm. I think there are many business drivers so you know whereas probably in the past it came more from wanting to do good now it also absolutely makes um a business sense even more clearly so uh, i think ac across our organization that is very much acknowledged 
And then obviously, you know, uh, with the EXCO leading this agenda, that is really from where it filters through. I'm not saying we're there yet. Um, mm -hmm. There is always more to do. Uh, this is a journey. But I think um, we've embarked on it with the right uh, mindset, appetite, uh, and 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 genuine um, uh, willingness to 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 really kind of uh, be a purpose-led company. Hmm. Now you didn't come from a telecoms background. You 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 were an expert in sustainability, but not necessarily yes. telecoms. I know the folks who normally run sustainability and sustainable business. A lot of the times they come from within the ranks of a company. Mm -hmm. They were maybe in marketing or investor affairs, what have you. And then gradually they, they land in sustainability. And then there are others who come in who are experts in sustainability and take on that post within a corporate. In your case, are you facing a really steep learning curve in terms of not having a background in telecoms and now leading that, that, that mm -hmm. function within the firm? Yes, I, I I was fearing you were going to ask me a technical oh, question about telcos. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yes, of course, it's a very steep uh, learning curve, which is absolutely fascinating and interesting. I think you know, the way in which. Uh, um, I I approach is at least is I I spent the first six months probably uh, of my time at Vodafone meeting one person after the other and trying to understand the agendas trying to understand how the business works um, um, how you know how I can help people achieve their objectives by bringing some of this agenda to bear um, the, the lucky thing is uh, given that it's such a purpose-led organization uh, that you know I found only open doors and only Great. willingness to engage and only invitations to go and talk to, you know, broader groups or the leadership team or, or um, you know, groups of, of employees, etc. So um, I think I don't I don't need to be an expert in in um, in telco um, in the industry. But what I, you know, what I, what I can bring, I guess, is, is to some extent that exper external um, perspective. And luckily, I've got uh, amazing colleagues who can, uh, who can help fill in the gaps. That's great. Anything that completely blew you away when you joined Vodafone and you're like, wow, I wasn't expecting this? Um, in a good I, way, in a bad way, either yes, way. Yes, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, I've only been absolutely surprised in a positive way so i i went in with a a healthy dose of skepticism as mm -hmm. as you should right when you see a company has articulated its purpose now let's let's see how it really feels from the inside so i think it's been absolutely fascinating to see um how purpose is really uh getting embedded throughout the organization how everyone um you know has taken it on board and taken it in um, so that's been absolutely amazing. And then, as I mentioned uh, before, just the uh, uh, how crucial this sector is in terms of um, societal, crucial societal infrastructure is is astonishing. And also how how tightly it is related to um, you know to policymakers, to you know other external partners. So it's it's really you know the whole social contract of how we work with. With policymakers, with governments, with uh, politicians, with institutions, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Must be incredibly rewarding as well. And um, yes. 
I mean, I know you 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 have a, a bit of a policy background from your earlier days. A company like Vodafone, in some markets, in some uh, jurisdictions, your ability to engage with policymakers uh, is, uh, I wouldn't say unrivaled, but it's truly robust, right? It is, it is. I've got uh, great colleagues working on that. But but luckily also, I mean, obviously, policymakers also understand the um, the absolute need for the industry um, in, in terms of keeping societies on, on their feet and even more so now. So um, I think that dialogue has really changed in nature and there is a, a very constructive um, uh, partnership in a way working working towards getting society back on its feet. Yeah. Now I was looking at your um, at Vodafone Group's uh, annual report 2020 and you've dedicated a lot of space, a lot of real estate to uh, sustainable business. Page 40, by the way, anybody who's interested, is it um, when you think about how to communicate with your external stakeholders and with your investor base, what goes into that? It's uh, how do you figure out? Because there's so many different stakeholders, right? You have to you have to communicate key things to to different audiences. Yes, yes, and uh, thank you for m- mentioning our annual report. So until um, last year, we had a separate sustainable business report, but then we took the decision as a company to integrate sustainable business and purpose into the annual report because that's what it is, right? It is really part and parcel of our strategy of our our what we stand for of why we exist of our motivations etc to 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 then roll out a strategy um so that integration was a was a big step and it's it it is very much resonating with uh, obviously an annual report is mainly for an investor audience um and you know, we've also organized a, an investor day specifically on ESG issues and there was a lot of appetite to enter into uh, uh, debates and 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 into the conversation about how we can how we can really advance this agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there any specific targets? Any key targets that the CEO, the board, you you know, you're setting for the company? You're saying, look, this is really what success should look like from a sustainable business perspective uh, in the coming three mm-hmm. years or five years or. Yeah, so so obviously the the foundation of it is responsible business practices, and so within the sustainable business team, that's one of the things we really um, look after as well. So that also translates into reporting, whether it's around uh, modern slavery or greenhouse gas emission footprint, taxation, all of those things. So that that's just the foundation that you need to then build on in terms of what your contribution to society is, and. When we articulated the purpose agenda last year, we set 2025 um, targets. So okay. uh, for each of the three pillars, um, and so we're we're on track to delivering those. And they they harness the 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 minds and the action. Uh, but uh, what I've also seen is that we are going way beyond um, those. Uh, especially, for example, in Planet, we had set. Um, we set a target um, to have our environmental footprint um, uh, source 100% of our electricity from renewable sources by 2025, and then also ensure that 100% of our uh, network waste is um, reused, recycled, or resold. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, on on top of that, we do a lot of work around uh, device waste. We do a lot of work around the enablement story that I was mentioning before. Um, and, and we've already uh, kind of reached our objective um, on the network waste with an internal um, asset marketplace where we basically make sure that um, uh, equipment that gets decommissioned in one market or um, excess stock mm-hmm. uh, gets put into this internal marketplace and gets picked up by other markets. So, so that's functioning um, really well. Uh, so, so there's a, a lot of appetite to to drive uh, to drive this agenda even beyond the targets. That's excellent. How, how are the targets set? How do how do how do you go about setting targets? Are you and and the uh, mm-hmm. and the powers that be? Yes. Um, so I wasn't there yet when these 2025 targets were set. Um, they were set by 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 uh, Exco, um, but we are setting additional targets. For example, we are um, in the process of uh, setting our science-based target mm-hmm. aligned to a 1.5 degree world, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is an exercise we are doing. Uh, we 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 are using the. Uh, the industry sector pathway that um, GSMA, together with the Carbon Trust, developed for our industry, which is really looking at okay for this specific industry, what is what are the um, uh, what is the pathway to get to the 1.5, and then obviously to net zero by 2050. So we're now uh, doing that. Um, so that's kind of using an external uh, methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, to make good on a commitment that we made uh, last year as part of GSMA uh, to to set a science based target. So so the different different targets get set in different ways. Um, and then for other areas, um, you know, targets are more uh, are, are maybe less numerical and more um, intentions, especially in things where it's more about working uh, in in the context of a whole ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And speaking about a whole ecosystem, uh, you know, I guess it's one thing to try to set targets and 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 shift mind, mindsets internally, but you have huge suppliers, you know, supply chains, and um, how do you get everybody on board for that journey? Because not everybody might see it the way you do. Not everybody might be as enlightened, let's say. Oh, <laughs> well, um, I, I, so I mentioned before, the uh, we've been working with the Vodafone procurement company okay. uh, on working with our suppliers. We did workshops uh, at the end of last year to also hear from them what makes the most sense. Um, and we are um, setting targets as well for supply chain. Um, and I mean, in, in this day and age, uh, not a single company is not thinking about this, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've been... Um, uh, lucky, I guess, to to find a great appetite uh, in others to work with us and to set these targets. Um, we've now also um, uh, started looking into how to embed uh, purpose um, elements into our vendor selection, etc. So, so it's getting embedded at the different uh, levels of uh, selection, the audits, the code of conduct, um, uh, all of those things in the end of life, obviously, etc. Hmm. You, you sound remarkably refreshed for for somebody who's got a big task. <laughs> Um, I'm not alone in the task. Um, it's and and that's the beauty of it, right? To to some extent, this is it's everyone's agenda, which means it can get messy and chaotic at times. But then, uh, you know, it's 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 a big movement. Maybe sometimes walk a bit slower, but we're all walking uh-huh. together. Fair enough. 
if we're having this conversation in 10 years time, what is it that, um, what would success look like from a sustainable business perspective at Vodafone? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good question. And obviously, you know, given the past few months, uh, anyone would be hard pressed to make any predictions for the sure. coming 10 years. Um, but I think, I mean, for me, the North Star is really the, the SDGs, because that is the new economic growth model for 2030, right? We have set out um, as 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 the world as earth uh, let's say what what we want to achieve by 2030 so um if you start from there uh you know really making a contribution um towards accelerating the the speed of delivery of the sdgs and then also the scale of delivery of the sdgs um through our um products and services through our supply chain, through uh, our customers, that would be absolutely uh, amazing. That would that would be a success for sure. And then also the other thing I guess is is to um, really kind of uh, deliver on on that um, you know the social contract and the way in which this industry interacts with policymakers and how we jointly shape uh, society for the future. Mm. Excellent. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but not in a bad way. So last time you were on the show, I asked you for a key takeaway. Um, let me ask you now a key takeaway, but a little bit more, more narrowed down. And by that, I mean, what is it that someone who is working in sustainability within a corporate environment, what key takeaway would you like to leave them with after they finish listening to today's show? And I'm thinking... There's plenty of people listening to this show who who are working in corporates doing what you're doing, maybe at a more junior level, maybe at a smaller company. But what's that key thing that you you would um, you would love them to keep in mind after the show? Um, you are putting me on this spot, yeah. right? <laughs> Not that I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, I think for me, the key, I think there's probably two key things. There, one is around purpose, right? And 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 really finding that genuine and authentic articulation of why you exist as a company. Mm -hmm. um, and if that exercise has not been done yet, yeah, trying to make that exercise happen at the highest level for people to, to genuinely kind of express their role in society. Mm -hmm. And then the second point, I think, is one around pace, which is, which is a difficult one for sustainability people because you know if we know what needs to happen for example on climate change you know, the, the the window uh, to avoid climate catastrophe is is closing we've got 10 years maximum so yeah, there's a there's a very much a drive and an energy and a passion to go very fast and to go where we need to go um, but sometimes that doesn't work in a big organization. And sometimes you just also need to take a step back and bring the organization along. Mm -hmm. And and that may at first, you know, the, the S-curve may start a bit slower because, you, you know, you, you bring people along. But then I think the acceleration is so much more powerful when a whole organization is, is behind it. So, um, you know, pace is always, it can be frustrating, uh, but I think it, it pays off um, in the end. Excellent, excellent. Well, those are words of wisdom from Dorothy Derde, Head of Sustainable Business at Vodafone. Dorothy, really, thank you so very much for joining us today. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please share widely. Dorothy, really great. I, I enjoyed our conversation as always.
Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Do One Better podcast. If you want to find out more about our show, about our guests, additional links and resources, visit our website at liji.org. That's L-I-D-J-I dot org. And don't forget, success at the Do One Better podcast is about inspiring you to be more philanthropic, to think more about sustainability, and to embrace social entrepreneurship. Hopefully, these stories will encourage you to take action and change the world around you for the better. <laughs>